I'm Lisa Billiou, and I went from housewife to co-founder of the billion-dollar company Quest Nutrition, and now president of Impact Theory. Our mission with this show is to empower you and all women to recognize you really can become the hero of your own life. Welcome to Women of Impact. Today's Women of Impact is the epitome of reinvention. Born in Rhode Island, this incredible woman knew from an early age that she wanted to help people. So nursing seemed like the right path. That is until she found the gym. She dipped her toes into the competitive world of weightlifting and fell in love. Unable to shake the passion she was developing, she decided to leave the stability in nursing and dive headfirst into fitness. She put her head down and started to soak up every ounce of knowledge she could in the health and nutrition space. With still an overwhelming desire to help people though, she began to film her fitness journey. Still unsure how to actually make money from it, she hung to the hope that the videos could help others. So she posted them on something called YouTube. Gaining traction and seeing a business opportunity, she then expanded further and became an online fitness coach. Still dissatisfied though, she took things a step further and opened an online fitness coaching academy where she began coaching other trainers, ultimately earning her six figures. But as her fan base grew, so did her desire for more. Pitfalls, stresses, anxieties, fears, and failures, it was all a part of her evolution. So in spite of her big brand deals, sponsorships, and over 25 million views on her channel, she took another risk. With the mission to create an epic movement where she can help others discover their best and higher selves, she unapologetically began to focus her content on the mind as well as the body. Now, as a business brand life alignment strategist, she's helping more people than ever. So, without further ado, I introduce to you the best-selling author of the e-book, The Everything Guide to Counting Macros, the creator and host of Bucci Radio, the woman recognized Forbes 30 Under 30, and, in my opinion, one of the badass chicks, my homegirl, Amanda Bucci. Oh, thank you. Can I get that from my website? You can. <laughs> you I'm can. so excited to be here. Thanks oh, for having I'm me. I'm so excited to have you. Yeah. Um, we met about, God, maybe almost a year ago now. Really? It's probably yeah, it's probably been a year now. I reached out to you for my podcast. You did, which by the way, your podcast is incredible. It's actually the best way to make friends, get to know people. It is purely selfish, which I love. Purely selfish. <laughs> but like, yeah. you having a podcast is just one step of your evolution, and that's what I love so much about you. You've gone through so many different types of identities, mm. and that's really where I want to start because I think it's really hard for people to think of themselves as 16, 17, 18, what they want for their life, having yeah. a vision, doing it, and then halfway through, going on a different path and changing course. And I want so I want to talk to you about that. So first I of all- I love that topic. So nursing, you mm-hmm. went into it, you really wanted to help people, and then you did like a complete switch to fitness. Yeah. Um, did you have to deal with any identity crisis at that point? Yeah, no, I think that's a good place to start. And I love this, this topic about identity shifting because I feel like it's truthfully more of just discovering who you really are and saying yes to that as you go and as you feel into it. So the first thing that we all do when we're in our teenage years and we're in high school and we're trying to figure out what do we go to college for, we try to just think about things that we know about ourselves. And like the few things that I knew about myself at the time were that I liked exercise, I liked health, I liked fitness, and I was always very apt to help. That is truthfully in my DNA, to help, to serve, to be of service, um, and to create things that are helping people constantly. Nursing seemed to be one of the best options. Right. It was safe. Adults thought it was a good idea. So it was safe from your parents' perspective and they were encouraging it? Or even at that age, you're like, yeah, it's kind of a safe 
place to go. I think that we all are conditioned to go to the safe route for mm -hmm. the most part. Like, especially our parents' generation. Like, I'm 25 and my mom and dad are in their 50s. But that kind of generation, all, the, all they knew was safety and college equals safety and corporate equals safety mm -hmm. and safety was necessary and safety is what helped and saved them. And we can't blame them for that. Like, that's what they know and that's what supported them throughout their whole entire lives. So to me, nursing, safety, comfort, um, decent money, I could still be helping people feel the fulfillment that I was hoping to feel. And when it came to fitness, that was mostly a hobby for quite a while. And like the mental shift that I was going to be doing that as part of my career at some point in time, it never even occurred to me until I was in it, in the middle of it. And I felt a lot of anxiety in my life at that time. And there was a point in college that I was deciding whether or not to create a fitness Instagram and I was embarrassed and my friends were making fun of me behind my back a little bit. Is not, that not why my you friends. were embarrassed? Because yeah. you were stepping out of your comfort zone? Yeah, I mean, that's the first time that I really said like, I'm doing something different than everybody else. So you're putting yourself out there and being different and that leaves you open and susceptible to potential judgment, to potential criticism, um, especially, you know, everyone's trying to fit in in college. So if they feel like someone's doing right. something different, they're going to automatically like look for that. So I started posting all about my fitness journey every single day. I was just there to share. I was like, this is exciting to me. And I was just pumped. Yeah. So sharing, sharing, sharing. I did my competitions. I was showing my progress pictures. Um, and then halfway through my senior year or so, I got people inquiring about coaching. And I was like, okay, I guess I can do this. I can do it for myself. I can help somebody else. And it wasn't, still wasn't a career option in my head. It didn't like correlate right. that I was starting my entrepreneurial journey. Right. So I was like split down the middle almost. Like it was almost like my identity was here. And then this other new identity was like taking over it. It was like, I'm coming in. Mm. And this other one was like, what's, what's going on? Um, I'm losing passion over here. Mm. I'm not ex as excited about this thing over here. It doesn't feel right anymore. I had to really decide, do I go back and do this nursing thing? And I decided to go fully all in with YouTube and fitness and completely doing more competitions and photo shoots and my social media was growing and my fitness coaching business was growing and I didn't know what the path looked like, but I knew that that was a path. So it was almost like I had two options and this one no longer was something that I really truthfully felt connected to and I felt connected to this one. So once I felt like this was the right thing in my heart and soul, I just took the, I took the path not knowing where it was going to take me and it's led me to hundreds of places so far. So, so much good stuff there so I want to break mm -hmm. it down because the things that you're talking about and making these changes, I think, are so difficult for people. Yeah. Right? And most people get paralyzed because they fear um, change. They fear mm -hmm. judgment, right? And all these things that you said you had to go through, a lot of people just stop and they don't pursue. They don't break down that wall or that barrier. Mm. So when you're in college and you're studying and you start to this channel or you start the Instagram page and you said you, you were scared and you did it as a close... What were you telling yourself to overcome that? Because I think that that's like the important piece that people don't do. Mm. Like, were you telling yourself something? Was it just instinct? Was it like, what were those things going on in your head? Fear is something that our brains will create in order to keep us safe and to minimize risk. Uncomfortability is something that will block everybody. Um, but to me, the the authentic knowing inside of myself that like this is something that I really want to do um, outweighed the fear 
But what about like the haters, for instance, right? You、mm-hmm. say you got judged, like that's hard to overcome. Oh yeah, that sucks. So <laughs> even if you're like, okay, I know I want this, I know it's detrimental to my, let's say, life. If I go down the wrong path, I really want to, you know, I have、mm-hmm. a desire, want to go for it. But when you've got people that are saying, "What are you doing? You're crazy," right? Miss Safe, you said your entire、yeah. high school. How do you not listen to them? How do、yeah. you block them out? I know. I think the other aspect that I might have. Brushed over was truthfully that I felt two things: validated by the people that were like following me and that were excited,、okay. and validated by knowing that there were other people in the world that were like similar to me. So I started following competitors and、mm. communicating with people online. Like I felt a sense of community somewhere else, and that grounded me knowing that I was safe in that, rather than just feeling like I'm going into this. Land of I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody who's doing this,、mm. and that's what I think is so beautiful about something like this, social media, being able to see people doing everything and anything, and coming from such a small state and being like locally just exposed to only certain things.、Mm. Um, there's not people doing you know talk shows like this in their house, or there's not people, <laughs> not a whole lot of people doing that anyway. <laughs> But truthfully, there's not a whole lot of diversity in what you see as a kid.、Mm. Um, and that your environment is showing you all the time, and environment's really important. So it's almost like I was able to put myself in a new environment and feel like that environment was welcoming me. So that's a big key then. So if、mm. someone watching right now is, has that burning sensation, like you were saying, you kind of know deep down what you're excited、yeah. about. You'd say step one is start looking into people that are doing what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once you feel like. There's one other person that's successful doing what you see that you want to do. You're like, cool. What's the difference between me and them?、Hmm. And then I think it's amazing, and I think it's so important for people like us to speak on this and say, guess what? I'm a normal human. I've always been a normal human. I still am. I'm nothing special. I've just done this, 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 and this to get to where I am today. And I was no different from you only a couple of years ago.、Right. This was me four years ago. That's not that long ago. I was 21. I was in college. I'm 25 now. I just turned 25. It's not that long ago that I was just waitressing in school, figuring my shit out,、mm. and I was normal, and I still am. But I've just kept saying yes to all of the risks, to all the scary things, because I saw what happened when I said yes for that first time.、Mm. And you think so? Positive reinforcement is a big key. Totally, especially when you're terrified in the beginning. Yeah. So again, what was happening was that. I was sharing, I was sharing, I was sharing. People were following me, saying thank you for sharing this, and I'm like, thank you because you、That's、helped、cool. me, you know, feel like this was okay、yeah. and feel safe. Yeah. One thing I do is think, what is the worst that can happen?、Mm. Right. So if you start a new Instagram page and it's something completely different, and everyone's like, you're crazy, what are you doing? It's like, what's the worst that can happen? All right, I'm gonna maybe get hate messages. All right, well then I can delete the account. Right. right? Like if, if that's the worst that can happen, why not try? Why not step out of your comfort zone、mm-hmm. and give it a shot? Yeah.、Um, but then it goes into something you've sp- spoken really great about, which is imposter syndrome.、Mm-hmm. So how do you overcome that? So you're stepping into this new arena where you have no idea what you're doing. You're following new people. You're now feeling like, oh, maybe they're my peeps. But you're still kind of pretending because you don't really know it yet. Yeah. How do you overcome imposter syndrome? I think like one of the biggest things with imposter syndrome is truthfully that we have to give ourselves permission to not be the expert and be perfect, even、mm. though we're sharing. So <clears throat> when we follow certain people or we see certain people doing something, even if it's our like professor, 
from school or if it's like our parents or if it's someone that we look up to or somebody on social media and we say like, wow, Lisa and Amanda are really good at speaking. I could never do that. I'm not even going to try. Guess what? We both probably fucking sucked like a few years ago at some point. I was so bad. I hated the sound of my own voice. I was terrified to get on video. I never recorded myself. Terrified at public speaking, especially in college. I would like get like sweats. Yeah. I would like heart palpitations. I would get sweats going up to do talks. But on a camera, it's easy now. Mm -hmm. But I put in the reps. So all you have to do, like you've watched Mm -hmm. my 500 videos preparing (laughs) for this interview. (laughs) However many you watched. (laughs) I went deep, girl. Yeah, there's a lot there. Um, But it's all about the reps that you have to put in. And it's almost, I mean, it's the same thing as a gym. You can't not go to the gym just because you're not good at exercising Mm -hmm. yet. You have to like practice. So give yourself permission to show up and say, I'm just practicing. And whatever I put out, like, it's fine if it's not perfect. It's fine if I'm not the expert yet. But the best way to become the expert is to practice being in that. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like you have to envision what you want, envision the person you want to become, and then practice being that person. If you relate to the word leader, okay, if you, Lisa, were a leader, what would leader Lisa look like? What would she be doing? What would she be doing on a daily basis? How would she be helping people? What would her morning routine look like? Any of those things that you want for yourself in the future, you have to like step into that and give yourself permission for it to be okay that you're not 100% perfect at it yet. So you're really big on visualization? Yeah, yeah. I love visualization. It's helped me so much. And I think that um, the hardest part of it for a lot of people is that they can't visualize what their highest or their their highest level looks like. Mm. I think it's too far of a gap. Mm. Like if you're, it's almost like the vision board thing when people put like their Range Rover and their mansion on their vision board, but it's too many steps in between. Mm. Like there's too many things to accomplish and they don't know what the things are yet. So it's nice to have it there, but it's actually not super practical. So if you can see your next level, what it doesn't have to be your next 10 levels, but if you can see like, okay, my next level is just, you know, moving to LA. I don't know what else is in that level or that layer, but I'm going to be in it and I'm going to see what's there. And then once I was here, I was like, okay, I could totally go to the Olympia and go do competitions and like meet these people. And like, that was my next layer. And then I was like, okay, I could do the YouTube thing. And I see somebody else doing it. That's kind of like me. So like, I can do that. And every time I stepped into a new level, I could automatically see the next one. And then the other thing that's helped me see the next level and the next level is, have you read the book, The Big Leap? No. Oh, it's such a good book. Mm-hmm. It's all about upper limits. So it means that mentally we have a bar in our heads where we think that we can reach. Mm -hmm. So whether that's monetary, so we're like, great, I can make $8,000 a month or like $3,000 a month, or like I can reach this level of fitness or I can reach this level of like success in my relationship. We all have a thing that we only know because of what we've experienced so far. And there's a bar to like what the highest is. Mm -hmm. And we can only go to that bar and that's it. But if we expand that bar further, then we have space to grow and expand. So we have to keep working to to push our bar higher and higher mentally. Do you set yourself limitations? I think that we we do it automatically almost. I think we're really good at um, diminishing our own gifts. And we're really good at talking down to ourselves Mm -hmm. and as good as we can get as positive self-talk and um, loving ourselves and being grateful for where we're at we still don't always see ourselves in the highest light. Mm. And the person that is hearing that information questions it because they're like, really? 
can I do that? Is that me? Yeah. So we we lower ourselves and we lower our own bars. Yeah, totally. This is my second episode. Yeah. Um, so my first episode, I didn't even write an intro. I was like, oh, I got this. It's with Cassie. I know her well. Like, yeah. And I messed it up big time. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to own that I messed it up. Like, it was fun. And it's like, mm -hmm. look, this is a learning experience for me. Yeah. And the last thing I ever want to do is pretend that I'm perfect. Right. So I just said to the team, no, leave it. Because they're like, do you want to redo it when she's left? I was like, no, leave it in. Yeah, it's because I want to also see my own evolution, right? Mm. I want to see my growth. But the problem was, I so initially was like, all right, well, Tom. Tom's a fantastic interviewer. But he's and been his, doing it. And he's put in the reps. Right, he's put in the reps. Mm -hmm. But still, comparisonitis, right? as you taught me that word. <laughs> right? She thinks I came up with comparisonitis. <laughs> you get all the credit, love. All the credit. <laughs> Whoever came up with that is like, is mad, yeah. <laughs> um, but like I, I did, I looked at Tom and I was like, well, there's no way I can do intros like him, so I'm just not going to write an intro. Mm. And then I realized, well, hang on a minute. I'm No matter how much I try, I'm going to make a shit Tom Bilyeu, but I'm going to make a great Lisa Bilyeu. I love that. And so I literally just told myself, all right, Lisa, what does an intro look like if you write it? Yeah. And so that's kind of the evolution of um, knowing where my skill set is right now, owning yeah. it, but then saying, but I want to get here and I have to put in the reps. Right. And being afraid to put in the reps means you're never going to actually walk into the gym, right? Right. So it's Never like, set up your show, never exactly. start your business, never do anything that you yeah. really want to do. Yeah. But you actually like sat down and you're like, no, I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm leaving. I love that you left it in. Yeah. <laughs> Almost every Instagram, my 3000 Instagram captions that I've written in the last wow. four years. Um, I've written a book on my Instagram. <laughs> it's like a blog. Every single one of them probably has a typo. Yeah. I mean, That's fine. Yeah. They're out there. Did you put yours out there? You know? Yeah. Again, there's even if you think that somebody's at the level that you want to be at, someone's looking up to you like, oh my God, I wish I had Lisa's like her energy and her power and her leadership and like her, her voice and like speaking and writing that amazing intro. Like that was great. Oh, and I, I looked up to that it. and I was like, she did such a good intro. <laughs> So we all have people that we look up to and things that we admire. Yeah. But I think something really cool that someone told me recently is that we can't admire someone and something in someone else unless we see it in ourselves. Mm. If you see someone and they're like a strong, powerful leader, a really good interviewer, you actually have that in you and that's why you admire that in them. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I was like, that's such a great perspective yeah. and it's really true. Huh. So it's a mirror. It's yeah. just showing us more of how we can step in and step up. The other thing with comparisonitis is that someone will resonate far more with you. Um, maybe they're from England and they love your show because they love your accent, right. but they don't love mine and like whatever. There's all these little intricacies mm. about different individuals that people relate to and connect with and that's fine. And it doesn't mean that there's less people listening to my show because that person's listening to yours. Mm. It doesn't mean that at all. It just means that different people connect with different things. Um, so that means you get to be fully yourself and you have permission to be fully you because someone's going to connect with you and you get to own that. that. And then number two, um, if you feel like someone's not listening to your show for some reason or someone's not signing up with you or someone's not following you and it's just a mirror for you to step up really. How did you get to that though? Because so many people, and I used to, when I was 16, I would let that erode me. Yeah. Right? Like the, the comparing yourself to other people, what they have and what you don't. There's something about it being easier to say, well, they're lucky or mm. it's just them. They were given this opportunity. They right. have the British accent and I don't, right? Like right. there's so many things that you, reasons you can come up with and it's a protective mechanism. Mm -hmm. So it, 
in the immediate, it kind of saves you, but in the long yeah. term, it doesn't do you service or justice at all. So mm -hmm. how do you overcome that? Like, how do you not let it erode you? Have you ever been in that situation? Yeah. So all what did you do? Time. Honestly, um, it's one of those things where you have to just be aware of the fact that it is a protection mechanism. So I think the first step mm -hmm. is self-awareness. Your fear keeps you safe mm -hmm. from risk, and risk is something that the body and the brain want to avoid as much as possible, and it's up to you to not listen to that and recognize that it's just a voice. Fear is not me, I am not fear, and I have the willpower to do whatever I want, which is really, really helpful. Um, I actually learned that from a book called Brain Over Binge. It's like a binge eating book, and I experienced that when I was doing the competition thing, and it was the first time that I heard um, of the fact that these voices in our heads they don't equal us. So our thoughts are not us. We are not our thoughts. Our thoughts are just separate from our willpower and from who we really are. And our thoughts are just things that have been conditioned in our brains forever and ever and ever. Mm. They're, they're software, they're programs, they're downloads that we've had from years zero through eight when we're kids and like everything that we absorb and everything that happens to us becomes a program in our body and our brain that tells us like what to do next and how to respond to fear and abandonment and all these things. Um, so being aware of just that is a fucking game changer. It's a fucking game changer. Um, and then the next step is just understanding if you take that first risk, like I took the risk of moving from Rhode Island to Los Angeles. I had no money. I was going to go be a waitress. I had like 30 bucks. <laughs> we had enough to get across the country and like pay for gas and like shitty hotels and stuff. But I got a job the next day and that paid off. So even if you create small risks, mm. like weekly, daily, just like a small risk can be just like talking on your Instagram story today and saying hi and like seeing it pay off is just the one validation your brain really needs to be like oh it's actually okay to step up and step out and it's okay for me to be this way so if you're in that moment of like okay comparisonitis i'm fearful that someone's not going to like me or someone's not going to like me as much or i'm fearful of being judged or i'm fearful of not being as good it's all fear like anytime you feel fear the feedback that you should recognize is that like all right it's time to step up it's the mirror it's time for me to take that risk and listen to that and I grew my identity as one thing and then I switched to another thing. But again, it was that like I felt it and I needed to listen. And if I didn't, I was disrespecting myself. Hmm. And if we disrespect ourselves, then like what's the point? Yeah. We shouldn't let strangers dictate how we're supposed to live our lives and our paths. And that's what you were telling yourself so that you wouldn't be paralyzed into not giving the entrepreneurship a go. Mm -hmm. That yeah. you owe it to yourself, that you're disrespecting yourself if you don't go for it. Yeah, it was again, if I listen to everybody else, they have the power and random strangers on the internet have the power to control my life. Right. I saw one of your posts um, a while back now, people who are <gasps> throwing hate because they know mm -hmm. you as one thing and here you are um, redefining who you are, yeah. reassessing, going after your passion, which I think is so beautiful, mm -hmm. but other people, they just freaking want to hate on it. So I get that that's about them, Yeah. but how do you handle it? Because being disliked isn't fun, right? No. Like no matter how you shake or bake it, people are gonna look at you and go, she's so lucky, right? Mm -hmm. She's got this big following and look at how pretty she is and look at the world she lives in. But the truth is that behind all of that, you're having to re-identify who you are, go after what you want and have hate all along the way. Mm. I loved what you even said on one of the posts, it was something like, well then stop following me. You have the remote controls. So if you don't like mm -hmm. the channel you're watching, change it. Right. I'm not 
forcing you to follow me. I'm not forcing you to see my content. But I think some people get um, something emotional out of being negative on other people's pages. Yeah. Um, so how do you navigate that? Yeah. So this is definitely like an emotional subject for me because um, I've been spending all this time like discovering myself mm-hmm. and things about myself. And one of the things that I've discovered um, based on the Enneagram personality test, you should totally take what it. What is it called? It's called the Enneagram. Okay. Um, and it there's nine different personality types and it teaches you like your life's challenge. Mm. And one of my out. life's challenges, um, I'm a peacemaker, which means that naturally I tend to har- harmonize, mm keep the peace. I would rather someone else feel okay and like have their decision. One of my biggest challenges and biggest fears is losing connection with people. And if I feel like someone doesn't like me and then I lose a connection with them, that's mm-hmm. like, it hits me, like it stabs me in the heart. Right. And I've, I've learned that about myself. So uh, I put this one video out and I was fully, I was going back and forth a lot. I'm really excited about teaching people about entrepreneurship and I'm feeling less and less interested in teaching people how to do workouts, like I said in the beginning, it's not about completely becoming a new person. It's just being more of yourself. Like I just keep opening new doors Mm. about who I am and what I'm here to share. So that was a huge challenge almost every day. It was almost like people felt like I was shutting off their favorite TV show Mm. because I was, you know, people woke up with me, they watched my videos, they would, you know, watch on the treadmill and during cardio because it was a competition prep series and stuff. So um, I totally get it and I understand. And again, it goes back to like when it comes to them, it's that change. Like people don't like change. It's risky. It's uncomfortable. It's almost like I had a similar experience when I stopped drinking in college and then everybody in college was upset because they felt like internally judging themselves and I was a mirror for them to judge themselves. Interesting. So, but you steering away from it, they felt like you were judging them that they still did it. Anytime someone in your universe shifts their identity, Mm. it's a mirror for you to say, oh, should I be better? Interesting. So it's a question, it's an internal question. Mm -hmm. It's not that they're actually upset with you. It's that you're judging yourself now. Mm. And it hurts because the mirror is saying, are you doing what you're excited about? Mm. Are you making choices that make you happy? Are you taking care of your health and your body and your fitness and your mindset? And it hurts because the mirror is saying like, you're not. Yeah. Originally, I took everything personally. I got so defensive. I wanted to take everybody on my team. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, this is why it's amazing. This is why- Because you were changing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I wanted everyone to understand. Um, and I felt personally responsible for helping everybody understand the new me. Mm. But it's not my responsibility and it's not your responsibility. It's your responsibility to honor you and honor yourself. If you're emotionally upset about something, that means that there's something unresolved. So I was emotionally upset about mostly feeling imposter syndrome because I felt like, okay, I'm new. Um, I've been doing my business, but it's almost been like accidental. Like I started my, my social media. I started my coaching business. People just came to me. There was a lot of stuff that I didn't necessarily understand about people that struggled with that. Mm-hmm. And I had to like dive into that. So it was a confidence issue. And imposter syndrome is almost like just a, like confidence in yourself, knowing that you can do it in an excellent way that people will enjoy. And again, that right back to putting in the reps thing. So if you're feeling imposter syndrome, and if you're feeling like you're comparing yourself to other people, and if you're getting affected by when other people judge you, it means that you're probably not super secure with your skill set, mm-hmm. and you're probably not super secure with yourself, and what people are saying is affecting you because you believe it. 
So step one would be then to change that, would you say? Like, mm -hmm. if you're not comfortable with your skill set, then figure out what skills you need and go out and learn them? Yeah, so the thing that I did, I was like, I am gonna get so fucking good at this that no one's gonna be able to say I anything. And it works. That works um, 100%. But the other part of it that I think is the more important part is just believing in yourself mm -hmm. and just loving yourself with where you're at, removing all of the words and giving yourself permission to be imperfect again. Um, you know, removing the judgments that you have about other people and about yourself so you can move through your path regardless of the imperfections. Like, we're all imperfect at any new stage and any new thing that we do, and we have to allow that to be okay. And if we can't, then we're gonna feel all these things, and it's gonna suck, and it's gonna make us feel like shit all the time. And that's like the work. Like, that's the internal work that really, it stems from inside, and any emotional reaction we have about anything comes from inside. It's not what's happening externally. It's not what the person's saying. It's not what, you know, how shitty the weather is. It's none of that. It's all here. Yeah, I love that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, one about six months ago, um, I was at a bit of a turning point where I'm like, okay, I, I love this and I love this. I'm not quite sure what yeah. I want to do. And it's like, I, you know, I was kind of dipping my toes into too many pools, really. Yeah. And Tom just turned around and he's like, what do you want to be the best at the world at? Yeah. Like, answer that question and then close all the other doors and go after it with utter ferocity. I love that. Um, and then even like with this show, it's like there's other shows around. So he's just like, there's always room for the best. And so those are the mm. two things like I just repeat to myself. Let's take Quest, for example, right? Quest was right. the first protein bar of its kind but I'm not stupid to believe we're going to always be the best protein bar of its kind because there are going to be other companies that are very close behind right and there's always room for the best so if we lower our bar mm -hmm. and we're not striving to be the best someone's going to take over you in a heartbeat right even if you're the first even if you were like exactly. the initial the OG yeah. it doesn't matter yeah. everyone and that just means that everyone's on the same playing field right and we all get to be on the path to growth and yeah. raising our bar mm -hmm. and that means that we always have to keep raising our bar yeah that's it. and that's one thing you spoke about is always moving the goalpost yeah. which I love and I always do because I feel like it's a um, it's a way of just growing right mm -hmm. because once you if you hit the goal and you're like I'm done well what's left right it's still having that growth mindset all the time um, I think that if we're not growing, we're dying. Like, if we, what's the point of life if we're not growing into the best version of what that looks like for yeah. us? There's so many amazing things that this world has to offer. And I know it can sometimes feel like, well, I don't know what those are. I can't see them in front of me. No one around me is doing anything like that. I feel like success is for these people, not me. Mm -hmm. um, it's for everybody, and success looks different to everybody. So we all every human in the world has the opportunity to create the best life that they can. And I think it's completely absurd that I want, I want to like eradicate the notion that people can't do whatever they want. And yes, there's privilege and yes, there are opportunities created for different people like white men and then women mm -hmm. and then people that were born into certain families, like all of that totally exists. Um, but there's still no reason to say that you can't keep creating and growing into the next best version of yourself. God, I love that. <clears throat> Something you just said reminded me. So, watching one of your videos, and it's you're very open and honest, which I just love. Mm. I think that it's very relatable for every single person. And so I'm sitting there watching it, and you're opening up, and you're being super like vulnerable, which was beautiful. Thank you. And like I think you know you're crying, and you said something that I I literally stopped in my tracks. Um, it, <laughs> it, you said balance is great for someone who wants to stay stagnant. Mm. And I was like, I've never heard that 
put like that before. Mm-hmm. Um, can you elaborate on that and what you actually mean? I think um, one of the most important lessons that I've learned in life so far, and it, it did come from competing, um, extremes can create a lot of pressure. It can create a lot mm. of problems. Um, if you stay in extremes, it can be really challenging, mm. but challenging isn't bad. Um, you learn through challenge. So when it comes to balance, like it, it means that you're not putting yourself in any situation where like the pendulum is swinging one way or the other. Mm. So it's nice to feel comfy and getting ourselves back to homeostasis and normalcy um, is important at times. Like when it comes to fitness, I don't think that we should always be in one extreme or another. Mm. When it comes to business, you shouldn't always be in one extreme or another, but I think we should experience the extremes because mm. without experiencing a pendulum swing, we don't get to learn anything. We just stay and then we stay again. And then the next day we stay there again and there's no learning and there's no like new knowledge and then you don't have anything to show for it and then you don't feel valuable and then you don't feel like your life meant anything and like that sucks like that's what one of the biggest things that people regret at the end of their lives is that they didn't experience they didn't try they didn't learn they didn't grow and they regret not living life to its fullest the fear that we keep talking about the fear of taking risks like when you challenge yourself and overcome uh, overcome something challenging you can, your fear is like, your fear threshold is higher and you can keep doing more and more fearful Mm -hmm. things without worrying that you're going to die or that it's going to be bad or something like life altering and life shattering is going to happen. And even if it does, that's cool. Like, great. You get to learn and you get to rise now. Do you think that's like ingrained in us from childhood where it's like, don't touch that hot thing. Don't run on Mm -hmm. the, you know, slippery floor. And it's like the fear of like never trying. Yeah. But you've been told there's like these scary things that are going to happen to you if you, you know, go out of that little comfort zone. Yeah. So do you think that's just ingrained in us that we have to like almost revert, reverse? Yeah. It's really um, like, I'm not a parent yet. Um, I will be in the future, but I think like cool stories of parents that I've heard are like, because she told her kid, don't run around the pool, you're going to fall in. And you were like, did you, I was like, did you go catch her? And she was like, nope, I let her fall. And I was like, that's cool. Because that just showed her like the challenge and she knew she was going to be able to take care of her kid and her kid was going to be okay. Like it's fine. But letting those things happen as a child is really impactful. Mm -hmm. As a society too, we're just, we're created to kind of have that safe job. Um, to fall in line, Mm -hmm. to go to college, to get the corporate, to do that thing and to be able to like fill our society in the way that it currently exists. So we are programmed and ingrained to be as safe as possible. So anything that's not safe, it's not part of our culture to take risks really. Yeah, it's true. We've got to break free of that, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, It's time. One of the most powerful videos that I saw was the video um, being unapologetic. Yeah. That was the hard one. I was going to say, tell me what happened to lead up to that and what made you do it. And then how did you feel afterwards? Because mm, yeah. even the title is like, I was like, I had got to watch this video. That's good. Yeah. So what happened that video specifically was when I um, was going back and forth previously. And it was, I was starting to do my business coaching stuff. I was starting to create academies for fitness coaches because I knew that I could help serve at a higher level not just serve it like, let me help someone in their fitness journey. Let me help the person that's helping the person in their fitness journey. And I was so excited about that and still am. Like it lights me up. Um, So that 
process of switching from the person that people watch their workouts and learn mm -hmm. about fitness and nutrition to being the person that's teaching about business and marketing and stuff like that. It was just, um, I was almost just talking to an audience that knew me for something else mm -hmm. and they weren't, not all of them were interested in that. Mm -hmm. For them, it felt like, who are you? Um, you're not being authentic. I, this is not the Amanda that I know. Interesting. There was a lot of that. So in you being authentic, people were saying you're not being authentic. Right. And when I was doing something different, they were like, who are you? Why are you doing this? I don't believe it. I don't understand it. And that was such a challenge. Mm -hmm. I made this separate YouTube channel that was like a business YouTube channel and I made different oh. videos and I was like, I'll just keep this one fitness and I'll make that one that. But after a while I was like, I'm hiding. Hmm. I'm hiding for who I am. And I have this big platform. Why am I not using it? Mm -hmm. Just because I'm scared of what some people might say or that some people don't resonate or it's not what they signed up for that means that they were there for a season and they get to leave mm. and make room for new people so there's and that happens with our friends it happens with the people that we grow up with it happens with relationships people will come and go for a season a reason or a lifetime season reason or a lifetime mm -hmm. so some people are there for your whole life um, your parents, your family, maybe not your parents or your family, maybe your spouse, maybe the person that you're like with forever. Um, and some people are there for a reason. So they're there to show you something, to teach mm -hmm. you something. And some people are there for a season. If we think about our life in seasons, we get to have seasons. So like that was like the fitness Amanda season. And I'm still in fitness, but now I'm expanding my horizons mm -hmm. to like the business entrepreneurship, personal development season, and then whatever the next one is, that's fine too, mm. but it's really, it goes back to giving yourself permission to like evolve and grow and present that to people. If you've ever heard of that saying in fitness, um, when you make progress, you see it in yourself first, your closest friends see mm. it in like another month or two, and then all strangers see it after three months or so. That's so true. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's the same thing when you grow and expand internally, like you feel it, and then if you have an audience, they don't feel it until months or like a year later. Mm. And I feel like now, a year later, after I said, I'm being unapologetic, I don't, I'm not worried about if you follow me or if you still follow mm. me after this video, but I am like taking a stand for myself and I'm not hiding and I'm not going to hide anymore. Um, and there was plenty of people that were like, this is the most inauthentic video I've ever watched. Really? Oh yeah. Like, like they were like, I don't know who this is. You sound like you're regurgitating a speech from some motivational crap speaker. Yeah. This channel's gone to shit, like all this stuff. And I was just like, I am just here being my most authentic self. And that was really, really challenging. Um, but a year later, I feel so in my truth, I couldn't even imagine not sticking to that. Like I, I feel so in alignment now and I feel so good about what I'm doing and where I'm going. So really, if you keep being yourself, you can't lose. Because you're honoring you and you're not honoring and giving power to everybody else. Yeah. Keep the power in your own house. You are the power. You are the love. You are it. And that's it. And another human has their own power, their own thing. And they get to have that for themselves. But if we give it to other people constantly, then what's life, really? Yeah. So when that video is up, you press post. And like, are you sitting there like refreshing, waiting to see how people are responding? I think, or, um, yeah, I think I was at the point where I was like avoiding the comment section, okay. honestly. Yeah. So that was your way of handling it. Like, this is me. I almost don't want any um, inputs that I, so that I feel a certain way. Like I'm very confident in what I've put out. Yeah, I love that. I love that you just said that. It's almost like um, in the beginning, I said that I got validation from people mm. that this was okay. But 
at this point, I know that regardless of what anyone comments, I don't need any compliments, nor do I need any hate or criticism mm. to feel like what I'm doing is correct or incorrect. So you've come a long way from obviously then your first video and starting it where you were like, oh my God, people are going to judge me. I'm going to put it on this part to then saying, this is me. This is my video. Yeah. I'm unapologetic because I'm authentic to me. And even if someone says like, you're doing great, this feels like so you mm. or this like such a good idea that can't validate you either regardless of um, whether it's the compliment or the criticism. Yeah. So if someone says like, you suck, stop doing this. Or if someone says, keep going, yeah. neither of those matter. How do you do that? Because <laughs> compliments like, feel good, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. no BS, compliments feel amazing. And sometimes you can almost hear what you want to hear as well. Yeah. Um, God, how do you not let that? Because I get the negativity, right? Like this mm -hmm. isn't serving me. It's doing my ego damage. I can't listen to this. Yeah. But compliments, compliments are fun. They feel good, but it's dangerous, right? Because mm -hmm. if you let it get to your head too much, what if that person disappears? Or what if they start to hate on you? Now your identity has been tied to the positivity. And if you're not getting positivity, now you feel shitty about yourself. Mm. So it's like, it's tough. Yeah. It's so tough in the moment because right. you actually speak a lot about short-term goals versus long-term goals or short-term satisfaction mm. versus long-term satisfaction. So I, as you know, I've been dealing with a bunch of health issues right. and it's so hard to be like, think about in three years, mm. right? It's like right now, today, this makes me feel good. Right now, I know what this is gonna feel like. But to see, like, to make the hard decisions in the short term versus the right. long, are there certain things you tell yourself, like, to go for that long, you know, that long game instead of the short game? I think that we have to go for the short game and the long game at the same time. So Ooh. when it comes to, like, we can use the compliment example. Compliments are great. Like, it's nice but... to have people be like, you look nice, <laughs> or like, you're doing cool stuff, or like, I love this interview. And it's like, it, it does show you, it is, it's still feedback. Mm -hmm. um, feedback, regardless okay. of what it is. But, and feedback is important practically for market research. It's, it's important for the customer. It's important for you to know where to go next. Mm. Um, but I've spent so much time like going back and forth even with the unapologetic thing, I was like, do you guys want me to put this on this channel or this channel? Mm -hmm. And then it was like 50-50. Um, so you truthfully can't put the power in someone else's hands, but you can take it into consideration. Um, I think it's really important to still take things mm -hmm. into consideration, regardless of what you're doing, like and, and bring it all in and analyze it, but give it your own spin. So analyze it in your own way. And I think the danger, like you said, it comes from when the power isn't internal, it's mm -hmm. external. Mm -hmm. So we all have our own source and our own power and it comes from within, like I keep saying. And if we're letting other people determine how good we are or what we should be doing, then it's just, it doesn't really resonate. We won't continue to feel good in the long term. You might say, okay, someone told me that I should put the video on this channel rather than just this channel. I'm gonna do that and that person's gonna be happy, but am I happy? Hmm. Like, am I really? Mm. And that's why I was back and forth for so long, maybe like three months or so with that, like oh, those two different channels. Interesting. And it, it, I thought that it made me happy because I was like, great, everyone's happy. I can do this. It wasn't feeling good continuously. Like mm. it continuously did not make me feel in alignment. So I still had to make another decision. Like, okay, in the long term, can I keep doing this to keep everybody else happy? It's partially, you know, making me happy because I'm getting compliments and no one's saying anything bad if everything's over there, yeah. but I don't feel good. Yeah. So regardless of what's going on in your life, 
sometimes it'll feel good for a little while mm. with the compliments, but that'll fade. Yeah. So that's kind of away. your compass. If it feels good, if it feels right, if it feels authentic to you. Yeah. If it doesn't, then you're going off course. Working that muscle of like this feels correct or this doesn't feel correct, it doesn't come naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's there's something to say about like different individual personality types and like brains as well. Um, some people have to analyze something and like look at all of the options and then determine what feels good or what is good. Um, for me, I'm just like, I'm very sensitive. I'm a feeler. I listen to things and I always just kind of had an intuition. And for me that works, but you have to really find out what works for you too. I've had so much fun talking to you. This is so fun. You. Yeah. So I have one last question before you leave though. I see you as like a superhero <laughs> badass mm-hmm. and I want to know what is the one superhero power you feel like you have developed over this time that you feel has been the most impactful in your own life? I think it's, um, I think it's my empathy and connection. Mm. So I've always been able to feel what other people are feeling and being able to create compassion for them. And I think whether it's in business, whether it's in social media, whether it's in family, whether it's in relationships, if you can connect with the other person so that they feel special, so that they feel supported, so that they feel loved, you will always win. And that makes you feel internally good as well. So I, I am such a huge believer in creating relationships over followers, quantity, quality over quantity, leads over likes, um, relationships over you know, anything else that's just superficial vanity metrics. I think it's so important to remember that every human is a human. We are all going through something. We all have our own fears. We all have our own stuff. Lisa has her own stuff. I have my own stuff. Like we're all just, you know, we're in this fucking thing together, (laughs) especially as women. Like we have to stand together and know that we all have stuff. And knowing that we can create compassion and we can create empathy and then we can create more intimate and deep relationships. And who knows what can happen when we feel amazing with another person, whether they want to work with us, whether they want to be our best friend, whether we, you know, get married to them eventually, like whatever it happens to be, it, it, that's what people are really looking for. Oh, you're yeah. so wonderful. Oh, thank, you so thank you so much, much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for Abs- having me. Absolutely. And where, actually, where can people find you online? Instagram is the place, um, at Amanda Bucci on Instagram or Amanda Bucci on YouTube for all those videos yeah. and Bucci Radio Podcast. Guys, you are going to love everything she does. I literally feel like the last 24 hours have just been absorbing everything Amanda <laughs> and I freaking love it. Like it was so, it was entertaining. It was vulnerable. It was um, life lessons, just incredible. So thank, thank you. you so much for coming on. And guys, if you're not already, go follow her. And if you're not already actually following um, this channel or myself, Elisa Bilyeu, go start following. Um, and until next time, guys, go be the hero of your own life. Thank you. Later. What's up, guys? Lisa here. Thank you so much for listening. If you're not already subscribed, please do click that subscribe button. Click, click, click away so you don't miss any new episodes that come out every single Wednesday. And if you do feel so inclined, it'd be great to get a rate and a review from you. That'd be awesome. That's how we get the show in front of more people and create more impact on more women. So until then, go out and be the superhero of your own life.